ever wanted to meet your favorite professional athlete? Packers stars of yesterday and today, including Devontae Adams, Amon Green, Jair Alexander, Antonio Freeman, Aaron Jones, and Jamal Williams are all available for bookings right now. Mayfield Sports specializes in these special moments between fans and their favorite professional athletes. Head over to MayfieldSportsMarketing.com to see the full list of available athletes to book your favorite professional athlete at your next event. Give is to Jones up the middle. He's off to the races. Yes, it's going to be Secretary at the Bell. Set back, off play action, quick toss, left side. Intercepted! Yes. And a pick! And a six! It's going to be a touchdown for Chandon Sullivan! From the shotgun, second and ten, snap A-Rod going deep down the right sideline. MBS has it! And he's got it! Into the end zone! Touchdown Packers! Oh, what a play! He took it away from Cameron Danzler! Marquez Valdez! Scambling holds up initially. Rogers waits, throws right side, got a man wide open. Touchdown, and it's Robert Tanyan again, dancing in the right corner of the end zone. Aaron Rodgers with his fourth touchdown of the game. You know, that intro video just has an extra zing to it on a game day. I love it. I absolutely love it. We usually get to play it on Sundays, but still. I don't know. Hey, we get to double down this week. We get to play it twice. It's a good time. We do get to play it twice. Well, we'll see what the pre-snap does later. So if you've been following us on Twitter, uh, you'll know that this is the first part of the pregame festivities for Thursday Night Football for Packers and 49ers. Uh, Packers are traveling out to San Francisco to take on a battered, battered 49ers team. But this is the first part where we do our normal uh, Thursday live stream where we go through and preview all the NFL Week 9 matchups. And so uh, normally we'll give uh, we'll have an opportunity to talk about the Thursday night game, but we'll kind of save that for later because of the we'll say specialness of today. Uh, we also get to do the pre-snap with Alex Strauff later in the day, so we'll save that for later. And uh, I want to thank you for joining us as we start our Week Nine preview. Uh, Alex will be joining later to begin the pre-snap, and so uh, but let's kind of jump right into it, Gage. Who, who we got for us first? Uh, for this week's for this week's games, yes. Let's let's start off with the ever exciting Chicago Bears, <laughs> who we're all here for. I wrote extensively about this game today, so I'm ready for it. Tennessee Titans versus Chicago Bears over under 46 and a half. Tennessee favored by six and a half. This line has not moved a ton. It's, it stayed pretty consistently there. Uh, I think Tennessee was minus six earlier in the day, uh, so it's actually so it's moved a half point, but not a ton of movement here. Um, the Bears have. Been stingy or have been not stingy. What's the word I'm looking for? Feisty all year. They're staying in games. They're not getting blown out. I think the word I've used is resilient. This I that's I was yeah, watching. I was watching game. this game last week. I was watching them play last week, and I was man. They're just they just don't give up. And um, that's Thank that's you. definitely a quality you look for in teams that are going to be competing for wins and playoff wins. Yeah, they're are they uh, are they as good as their record says? I mean, personally, I think so, but I know the majority of people disagree. But at the same time, they're winning. They're winning games and they're staying in games with good teams. Like they beat Tampa, they stayed with New Orleans, and you can make the argument they could. Like they they had a chance to win that game if Javon Wims doesn't set them back behind the sticks and then a pick messing them up because like that pick turned into three points. They ended up losing by three points. So, from, but from a fantasy perspective or from a betting perspective, I'm taking Chicago to cover but I'm taking the over on the points. Mm-hmm. Um, I just think that Chicago's offense, they're starting to hit those deep shots a little more. I still think Nick Foles isn't very good, but we all know that. We don't need to rehash that here. So I think the over hits, but I think uh, Chicago covers. They just know how to stay in games. Um, moving to fantasy. Uh, Tannehill's a tough play this week. 
Uh, this Bears defense is still one of the best in football this year. And they can match up. They have two good corners in Jalen Johnson, Kyle Fuller, who can match up with the likes of Corey Davis and uh, A.J. Brown. Janu Smith might be an intriguing option, but then again, it's not. he's not like – He's not a play that I love for this week. I know normally I'm all over Johnny Smith, but I think I have him as a low end tight end one this week when normally he's been in my top five. So that's that's a, for Tennessee. You're playing Derrick Henry. You're playing AJ Brown. You're probably playing Corey Davis and Johnny. You're probably playing unless you can find a better option, which is possible based on where he was drafted, who you could have gotten instead of him uh, for Chicago. You're playing Allen Robinson, and then are you playing anybody else? Maybe David Montgomery? You probably have to play Montgomery. I know I do. And I I had a good running back stable, and I still have to play him this week, just given the injuries and the COVID and everything else. It's kind of – it's just a recurring theme of having to play guys. And, you know, it's not that different from any other fantasy season in that way, but it's just extra hard this year uh, because there's just less options because there's more things going on. Yeah. Especially with guys going on IR too. Guys are going on IR more frequently, which is good because they're coming off of IR more frequently. But at the same time, maybe a team that would say, okay, he's going to be out for two weeks. Let's just take him out for two weeks and put him, and then, we, you know, he can come back in week three. And now, you know, they're like, okay, well, let's just put him on IR for three weeks and then he can come back in week four. Like, so some, some different philosophies there in the NFL. Yeah, um, obviously we know Kenny Galladay of Detroit just went to IR, and we'll talk a little bit more about that. The main thing that I'm concerned about right now with this game specifically is COVID. Um, obviously, right tackle. Yeah, no, you saw what I just saw, didn't you? <laughs> yeah. Uh, we'll, we'll address that, yeah. Yeah. Um, anyway, uh, right <laughs> the right tackle for uh, the for the Bears, uh, is that that's Bobby Massey, I believe. Um, he, Jermaine Effetti, and then now Cody Whitehair have, have now – two of the three of them have tested positive for COVID. Uh, Jermaine Effetti, I don't know if he was positive, but he was deemed a high risk. So they've all been put on the COVID list. So that means Cody Whitehair and uh, Bobby Massey, they're both missing the game. There's no, there's no like they might play. They're, they're, they're out. Effetti might come back. It just depends if he's able to like get multiple negative tests in a row. And that's going to cause problems because for all of the Titans' problems, Jadavian Clowney is still athletic and he can beat a bad backup tackle which the the bears have jason spriggs also he that's who i was trying to think of jason spriggs is the one that has covid he got it jermaine defetti was a close contact and then cody whitehair got it it's not good it's it's not good for for chicago i don't like that for david montgomery jeffrey simmons is gonna have a good day uh because he's really really good um you're still playing montgomery because you probably have to and you're playing Allen robinson because he's good if you're playing a back if you're playing another wide receiver is it darnell mooney still absolutely Anthony Miller kind of Anthony Miller is one to watch. You should be picking him up. He probably got dropped by a lot of people in the first half season. I dropped him from my dynasty. I was going to say you, I, I, okay. That team is super deep. I mean, I'm not going to lie. I don't want to brag, but that team is really good. So I had to cut Anthony Miller to make a roster spot for somebody coming off IR, but uh, it was throwing Shepard. It was throwing Shepard coming off IR and I had to release Anthony Miller. So you're, you're picking him decision. up. I like Sarah Shepard a lot, so it's not the worst move. Let's yes. move. Let's. I mean, but for me, if you're playing somebody, it's Darnell Mooney. Uh, Anthony Miller is a rosterable guy, but I'm not playing him. Right. Let's move on to the next one, though. Yes. Minnesota Vikings versus the Detroit Lions. This is another game that we have no idea what's going to happen. Obviously, <laughs> Matt Stafford is placed on the COVID list on Monday. He didn't even have COVID. He's just deemed a high-risk guy. And so mm-hmm. he's got to have six days. That's why they. That's why it's so key that they got him on there on Monday. Because if he was put on Tuesday, he would have no shot to play. On Monday, if he tests negative Monday through Sunday, he can suit up for Detroit. And if he suits up, I'm taking Detroit to cover. And at the, but at the, honestly, but at this line right now, I have to act that Stafford is out. And if that's the case, I think that Minnesota isn't getting enough points. Who's the backup? Is it uh... – I believe it's Chase Daniel. Is it Daniel? I think it is Daniel. Um, I, I th- you should I'm, probably know this. It's kind of like I, our job to know this. I, my producer's pulling it up. <laughs> Give me a minute. Uh, I'm pretty sure it's Chase Daniel, though. It is, and- it's Chase Daniel, not David Blau, who's the third stringer. So, yes, Chase <laughs> Daniel. So, we were there. We were there. You're, you're 100% yourself- right, though. But, I mean, with no Matthew Stafford, are you taking the under? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. yeah. Stay and here. also, Ken- Kenny Galladay is out, so – Right, he's, that, he's that line is often going to be pedestrian. I mean, I think you can play DeAndre Swift because out of necessity, they're going to have to throw the ball somewhere. And, I think uh, you're going to play Swift, and check Marvin Jones. I'm, I'm comfortable playing Swift, Marvin Jones, Danny Amendola. Hawkinson, Hawkinson, might, Hawkinson. Draw, he, he might draw Kendricks, but still. Yeah. 
Yeah, you're Bob, still playing him. We Bob were, we Tunyon were and Jay Sternberger both had decent games against Kendricks last week. They Kendricks. Okay, so Tunyon only had what three for thirty six and a score though, right? He would have had more if Rodgers had hit him in stride on his one deep, like his one deep one that he had. Mm. If Rodgers hits him to where he doesn't have to lay out for that, that's if not a score, it's a lot of yards before one. Because he had room to run. There was nobody in front of him. Whoever was ta- was tailing him was going to have to chase him down. And for being a bigger tight end, he's not a slow guy. No. No, he's not. Um, all right. But is there anything else to talk about here? We do have to move a little bit quicker today. So I do apologize to those listening to the podcast. You're playing Cook. You're playing Thielen. You're yeah. playing Justin Jefferson. You could probably play Kirk Cousins this week if we're being yeah. real here. Uh, but, I, yeah, not, not I think a ton of can. analysis I, on this one. I almost picked him as a sit of the week. Just because he, the, I think that there's going to be a lot expected of him, and I, I kind of foresee something similar to what happened in Green Bay last week, uh, where they could they just, just run, run the ball, ball and he throws less than 15 times, and so that's not ideal. I don't think it's if they have to throw, I don't think it's a bad matchup, but I just don't know if they're going to have to throw that much. Eh. Okay. So we'll, we'll let's move out. on though. Washington and New York Giants. Uh, the football team is favored by two and a half points. As Gage and I fight over the banner, <laughs> I got it. I got it. So football team favored by two and a half points, 42 and a half point over under. I am taking the cool. I don't want to take either one of them, but I'm taking I, the football I team. I know what I'm doing. I think I'm taking the football team at two and a half points. I'm taking this football team to cover, but I'm also taking the over. And real quick, Ron Rivera is a better coach. Point blank period. I think Kyle Allen for all of his faults. I think Kyle Allen is a better quarterback than Daniel Jones right now. Or at least hey, but he's speaking of resiliency, better. though, it's not the same level as the Chicago Bears, but this Giants team is resilient, too. I mean, they've put up a fight in some of these games. and the, it, also helps that the Buccaneers, it also helps that the Buccaneers are pretty overrated, as we just saw. And then, <laughs> like, yes, obviously Tampa just beat the brakes off of Green Bay a couple weeks ago, but that game was an aberration. Yeah. No, and that's going to be a game we look at later on, and the Packers could win in the playoffs, and we're like, what happened? And we're like, everybody said it was a fluke. Let's yeah, everyone so, said it was um, a you just weren't paying attention. From a fantasy perspective, you're playing Darius Slayton. You're definitely playing Sterling Shepard. Um, you can't play Golden Tate. I like Golden Tate. playing Ingram. I'm not, but then again, I didn't draft him, so I don't have to make yeah. that decision. I just, uh, he's, so, he's so talented. It's just really sad because – He's talented. He just doesn't get enough volume, and with a quarterback that's streaky at best and can't hit any of his guys with consistency, Golden Tate is basically begging – was begging for a trade or a release. Didn't get either one of those. I'll be surprised <laughs> if Golden Tate plays this week. Not because of injury, just because he doesn't show up. Yeah. He'll, he'll say, yeah, go ahead, find me. I don't care. Danny uh, Jones. What are you doing with Daniel Jones? I'm not playing him. Superflex. I'll play him in Superflex, but I operate under single quarterback standards. I and think single gonna, quarterback, yeah. I'm not playing him. I don't think he's that good. I never have thought he's good. He can't take care of the ball. Even what, he against, has a rushing floor now. Whatever. <laughs> I, I don't think he's good. I don't. I don't think he's good, and I think that there are at least 12 better options than him this week. Oh, for sure. I said Superflex. So I think Superflex Again, is Again, I said you're playing him in Superflex, but I'm not happy right. about it. I hope that I drafted better because I don't think Daniel Jones is a good quarterback, but that's a topic for another day when I have more Would, would this be a different conversation if Saquon Barkley was still playing for this team? No, I still think Daniel Jones is bad. But do you, but do you think he's fantasy viable? Because I think that he he and we have yet to be able to see Saquon Barkley and Daniel Jones play extended time together. If you and, Okay, if you had li- talked to me at all over the summer and – read anything i wrote i've said daniel jones is bad i've never okay. once i've never once been like but we're daniel just talking about jones fantasy viable what about I, cam, newton? cam newton's not a good football player right now but he's fantasy viable because of the things that he can do on the football field he doesn't I, necessarily win games for his team but he can put up fantasy points and that's all i care about in this scenario i, I at least think cam newton is a a quarterback that can give me fan like can give me pro- productive play and can then be a consistent fantasy quarterback Daniel Jones can't figure out how to take care of the ball. Guess what? That's fair. Turnovers are negative points. Cam but there's Newton, nobody else there. Cam Newton may not put up huge stats and may not do this or that, but at least he takes care of the ball better. Daniel Jones has more turnovers than he does starts in the NFL. It's ridiculous. I don't think he's good. I don't want to talk about it anymore, though, because we don't have time. <laughs> For Washington, you're playing Antonio Gibson. You're playing Terry McLaurin. You're probably playing Logan Thomas, but don't like have big expectations because he needs he kind of needs a touchdown. I like Logan Thomas this week. I this Giants have... defense is better than 
that it's been getting that it's been giving credit for too. That that's fair. But for your and then you maybe play Kyle on for super flex, but not not a ton of value here, not a ton of analysis either. It's pretty pretty chalky across the board. I Let's think Kyle Ann's a must start in super flex formats because oh, well, yes, super flex. The bottom again, half of the league is just terrible right now. Again, when I say right. starting a quarterback, and if I say don't start him, that's because I'm talking individual single quarterback. I'm not talking super flex. Most of the time a guy is probably super flex viable slash you don't have a choice. You have to play him. Right. I guess that, yeah, the only reason I bring it up is because of the bottom half of the bottom half of quarterbacks this week. It's just gross. There, there's just not a lot there. So these guys like Kyle Allen, he's probably a must start because of the guy who's going to be starting in Dallas, who is yet to be named. So, you know, stuff like that. Ben Gucci Danucci, man. No, it's probably gonna be Cooper Rush. Oh, geez, that's gross. Anyway, Buffalo <laughs> Bills versus Seattle Seahawks, over under 55. Seattle minus three. This game should be the Monday night game. Give and me can... everybody. So yeah, yeah start, you're starting <laughs> Wilson. Carson, if he plays, uh, if he doesn't, and Carlos Hyde misses, you're playing DJ Dallas. If Carlos And if Carlos Hyde plays, you're playing him. You're yeah. playing DK. You're playing Tyler Lockett. Although I will say this, temper expectations for DK. He's probably going to see the Trey White shadow. Trey White is not Patrick Peterson. Well, wait, who scored big points last week, right? It was DK, so it's Lockett. It's it's a, it is the Tyler Lockett week. True. <laughs> Tyler Lockett's playing ter- matching up with Ty- Taron Johnson. Taron Johnson's not very good, or at least he's not in the same realm as Trey White, who I still think is the best corner in football. I understand Jair is playing probably the best football, like football right now in the league. I still think that Trey White is the number one corner in football. Anyway, you you're maybe playing Greg Olson. I don't I don't really love him. I'm probably I'm playing Greg Olson because yeah. tight end landscape is so gross. Other than that, yeah, pr- probably I just I don't love him. Uh, the Bills have kind of tightened up on uh, tight ends as the year has gone on. On the Buffalo side of things, though, you're playing Josh Allen. You're playing Devin Singletary. You're probably even playing Zach Moss. You're also going to play. Excuse me. You're also playing uh, Stephon Diggs. Clearly. Um, John Brown, Cole Beasley are both viable options. Don't start either one of the tight ends though. Dawson Knox got activated off the COVID list, which is great for him as a personal, like, like his personal health, but I'm not playing him for fantasy. He hasn't shown me any value and Tyler Croft needs a touchdown to have any value. So avoiding that point Blake. So simply put here due to tight end injuries in my, my home, my home league, excuse me. uh, I have to play Dawson Knox. And before Dawson Knox, I had nobody I could play this week. It's brutal over there for me. So, <laughs> I dude, I have a dynasty league where I'm ta- actively tanking. I'm starting JJ well, Taylor and Cam Akers this week. So I, yeah, I like, had Kittle and he uh, obviously went down, and so uh, that was like my. I didn't really invest in my tight end two behind him. I invested in other positions, and um, yeah, when you have George Kittle, you don't have to expect right, to invest so, in the tight end two. What are you doing on this game from a betting perspective? I know where I'm going. What are you? So doing? here, so actually, I think I'm taking. So the Seattle Seahawks are at home. Right or the Bills? Uh, no, home team is always listed first. Okay, so the Bills are at home. So I'm taking the Bills. It's West Coast traveling East Coast. Uh, I, I believe in that in that mantra. I'm taking the Bills here. I think they cover with ease. I think they win this game. I still think there's a lot of points, but I think that the Bills win by about ten points. Wow! All right, it's I'm nothing take- against the Seahawks, but it's just I'm taking the over, and I'm taking Seattle to cover. Uh, at the end of the day, I'm going best quarterback. And Jamal Adams is back for Seattle, which is uh, which is huge. It's absolutely a huge, huge thing. Um, I think that what we could see is Jamal Adams play that role that he did against um, against uh, New England earlier this year. When late in the game, they were like, "Hey, Jamal, just find Cam Newton and just don't let him do anything." That, yeah. That's what they can do. That's what he can do against Josh Allen. And I think Adams has played against yeah, Allen a lot the last couple of years. Allen's I a think- better passer. At- than Cam, yeah. I, I agree. Granted, Cam had like 400 yards or something dumb in that game, but but yeah, Josh Allen's a, Josh Allen's also just a better player right now than Cam Newton. Real quick here, let's go to yeah. yep. Oh, boom, <laughs> pick two: Trent Taylor, DJ Dallas. If Chris Carson is out, and AB. Wait, so is this saying if DJ Dal- if Chris Carson is out, DJ Dallas is one? If Chris or he's Carson- asking if AB should be considered here. Yeah, AB is the yes. third player here. If yes. DJ, if Car- Chris Carson is out, DJ Dallas plays, and then okay, yeah, maybe Trent Taylor puts five, five or four. Trent Taylor's up. gonna see Jair tonight. He's not gonna do anything. 
yeah, I well, I, that's I think he'll put up. Here, here's where I think the argument is between Trent Taylor and AB. AB could be all coming into the game and and just living off of the the hype that shouldn't even be there and do absolutely nothing. He could literally put up one catch. And 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 uh, Bruce Arians has said they're going to bring him along slowly. Yeah, you know, they, I, they didn't bring him in for Week Nine. They brought him in for the playoffs. And let, so Trent let, Taylor, I think, gives you a better floor. Let's yeah, I agree. Uh, and this is kind of a personal thing. I don't like AB. I don't think he should be in the league. I don't think he I should be either, but I, I, I there's a reason yeah. I didn't go pick him up. There's a reason that if you look at my rankings anywhere, I either didn't rank him or I ranked him about as low as I could. I don't like him. I don't think he should be on a roster. Um, for fantasy, I understand people are going to pick him up. They're going to hope that he has value when Chris Godwin's back. AB is going to be the wide receiver three. He is going to be brought along slowly. Trent Taylor I'm playing, and then I'm playing DJ Dallas and Chris Carson's out. If DJ Dallas or if Carson is active, obviously you kind of are forced to play AB there. I don't like it, but that's just it's kind of the way it goes. All right, let's um, move on. Thank you, Yad Virapata, for the question. Uh, let's move on to Colts and Ravens. Over under 47 points. One and a half point favorites for Baltimore. Uh, I'm taking Baltimore all day on that line. Over under 47 points and probably taking the over as well because I think that the Ravens are going to be able to score points against this Colts defense. Even though I do believe in the Colts defense as a whole, I don't know if they're matched if they're well matched for Lamar Jackson. Uh, I'm taking the under and I'm taking Baltimore to cover. And he, I do think that they are actually pretty well uh, equipped to handle him. Uh, for one, Ronnie Stanley, obviously out for the year with, an, uh, with his uh, ankle injury, which is super unfortunate. Um, I believe that the, their right guard, uh, I can't remember, Tyrell Phillips, I believe was his name. I believe he is out for this week as well. Um, Darius Leonard, Bobby Okariki uh, have great speed on that second level. They can run with Lamar side to side, which is not something that most linebackers can do. Leonard came back last week, played outside of his mind. I think that the front for the Colts is able to get pressure and get into the backfield. But I also think that this is a really well-coached defense. I think that they can maintain pat or pass rush integrity, maintain their lanes, not give Lamar a ton of room to escape. I'm still taking Baltimore to win. I think that they cover one and a half, I think is really small. And I actually I've put money on this game for Baltimore to cover. I also think that Lamar is a better quarterback right now than Phillip Rivers. Um, oh, despite, yes. despite all of the issues that Baltimore has on defense in terms of their secondary with Marlon Humphrey having COVID and all of the other problems they have there, I still have faith in this defense to slow down this Colts offense, which has looked borderline anemic at times this year. Like even against the Bengals, they didn't do anything for a half. And the Bengals have one of the worst defenses in football. So from a fantasy perspective, though, you're playing Lamar, you're playing J.K. Dobbins, you're playing Marquise Brown and hoping that he – gets more looks. Mark Andrews. You're Even definitely playing Mark Andrews. Yeah. You're playing Mark Andrews. And then are you playing Willie Sneed or Miles Boykin? Or are you not yeah. even messing with it? No, I'm not messing with it. Willie Sneed. I don't know why all of a sudden they decided to feature Willie Sneed last week, but that's that's a that's a morale. I don't know. It it so. worked out for on the cold side of things though. Are you are you playing Jonathan Taylor? Probably not. You're not playing Jonathan Taylor? If I can are help you, it. If I can if Jordan I can avoid Williams? it. No. What about Naeem Hines and yes. PPR? Yes. Okay. Cool. Are you playing any of the wide receivers? T.Y., is he healthy? That I mean, the answer should have been no. I'm not playing T.Y. I can't. I can't do it. I can't <laughs> do it. I mean, that's the he only and one. River, he and Phillip Rivers just aren't doing anything. I just yeah. – I can't have faith in putting him in there. Are you playing any of the tight ends? No. Wrong. Trey Burton. Rushing touchdown phenom. Do you know Trey Burton has as many rushing touchdowns as Clyde Edwards Elair does? We're moving on. Speaking of Clyde Edwards Elair, Kansas City Chiefs, Carolina Panthers, over 152 and a half. Kansas City featured, uh, featured, favored by 10 and a half points. I think they cover that line. I think this is a poor matchup for Teddy Bridgewater and his Panthers, even with Christian McCaffrey returning this week. Uh, I just don't think this is a good matchup for Carolina. I think that the over under here, real quick. I'm probably taking the over. No, oh. actually, yeah, I'm taking the over. I'm I was like, the I was over like and, and, give the right answer. It's over. I'm taking the over, and I'm taking Kansas City to cover. I, I just think that the one thing that the Panthers have been able to do pretty well to keep themselves in games is efficiently pass the ball, and I don't know if they're going to be able to do that. This is one of the better passing defenses in all of the NFL. Even with Chris Jones possibly missing this game? Even with Chris Jones possibly missing this game. Um, maybe if the Panthers can establish a running game in this game, possibly. I, I just don't – I'm not banking on that. 
So I think we could see them go to the run game similar to what I expect Green Bay to do tonight. Like just rather than try and run McCaffrey into the back of a, into a wall, get him involved in like short passes that are like they're passes, but they're like those easy run type things. You know what I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. Like you, oh, you can't establish the run through, via the traditional run game. Get your running back in space. Let him make a play. Christian McCaffrey is yeah. the type of guy to do that. That's I think fair. the I think the guy that gets hurt the most, obviously besides Mike Davis, is Curtis Samuel. Oh yes. Because Mike, Curtis Samuel has taken on a lot of that CMC role in the last couple of weeks. Not right when the initial injury, yeah, I know. injury happened. I was, but I was a couple of weeks too early weeks, on calling yeah. that one. <laughs> just, just a little bit. Um, but yeah, no, it's true. He kind of reverts back to what he was previously, which makes me sad. Because I like Curtis Samuel. I wish he had gotten traded at the trade deadline because I think he could get, he could get used in a bigger role elsewhere. But yeah. wouldn't it be cool if they decided to feature both of them? Peter McCaffrey and Samuel, that'd be pretty freaking cool. It so. would, but I think CMC still holds value. If anything, if they do, evidently somebody doesn't agree with me. Um, <laughs> if you put, if you like, if they do use Samuel in that way, he could actually still have some value really like in deeper leagues, he could have some value in that way. And maybe that's something that this Panthers regime does that the previous ones didn't. They mm-hmm. were, they're like, eh, Samuel's the other guy. No, get him involved in your offense. Let your playmakers make plays. The, like that's that's a, there's a reason he's still on the roster. He's still good enough. Still makes plays. He made he had two touchdowns last week against the Falcons, who have the linebackers to kind of hang with him out of the backfield. And who he's have, still not getting the volume though. He's he not. The, and that's he's not. So you can't start him. You're, but you're I'm. Are you? You're starting both DJ Moore and Robbie Anderson, right? Uh huh. Until okay. otherwise. And yep. then are you starting Teddy B in 14 team single quarterback leagues? Yes. Okay. Even though it's a bad matchup, which you just said. I still think I think it's a bad matchup overall, but I still think they're going to be able to put up some points. Like I think that there's going to be enough opportunity for the Panthers to get the ball and put up some points, and they're going to get behind early. And so I, that's how I look at this game. There's going to be a lot of passing, and when you have Christian McCaffrey, you can break one off at any point. And so yeah. I think that's kind of how I look at it. Is I'm playing the playing the long game there with Teddy. It might be a long day. He might only put up five points a quarter. But if he puts up five points, points quarter, at the end of the day, 20, point, 20 points at the end of the day, it's great. So, by the way, real quick before we move on over, and I'm taking the Panthers to cover. I don't think it's a good matchup, but I think that the Panthers end up getting like kind of that late backdoor cover. I just think that the Panthers are a good enough team to pull that off. Um, and I think that the Chiefs kind of take tend to take their foot off the gas for at least one or two quarters a game. I don't know why they do that. I don't know if it's just because Mahomes and this offense is so electric that they're like, hey, eh, we can hit the gas whenever. I'm kind of interested to see uh, Dante Jackson versus Tyreek Hill because Ta- Dante Jackson is one of the few corners in this in this league that could match like foot for foot with Tyreek Hill, and so I'm really curious to see that matchup. I still think that it's a huge edge to Tyreek Hill, but I'm excited to see it nonetheless. That's a good matchup right. for sure. On to the next one. Uh, yes, Jaguars Texans over under 50 and a half points. Houston favored by six and a half. This is a weird line. Uh, I think the Jaguars could easily cover this line, but I'm going to go with the Texans because I think the Jaguars fooled us all in the first half of the season and then have since returned or reverted to what we thought they would be, and that's just not a good football team. Plus, no Gardner Minshew. The heart and soul of this team is not playing this week, so you're playing Jake Luton, right? No. No, <laughs> I think the only the, – there's one piece on this entire offense that I'm playing this week, and that's James DJ Robinson. Chark. DJ no. Chark. No, I'm not playing. DJ Chark. I can't do it. Easily. I can't do it. I have no idea. The chances of him beating a corner and Luton having a 10-yard window to hit him in, I'm taking that chance. I can't have faith in that. I can't recommend that because I don't know what Luton's going to do. I just don't. I He might he might be the second coming of Gardner Minshew and just replicate, the, <laughs> replicate it. I don't know. More than likely, though, I expect him to look at guys at the end of the depth chart. Because that's something that we've noticed a lot over the past several years where when you have a guy coming in that's been doing either practice squad or second for string duty, he while some of them will focus on the star, a lot of times they'll sprinkle it around to guys that they, they throw to in practice a lot. They'll throw it to that third receiver. So like let's say Teddy Bridgewater were to get injured, P.J. Walker comes in. He's going to be more likely to look for a guy like Curtis Samuel than a guy like Robbie Anderson, D.J. Moore, who he just doesn't have reps with that often. I think that Luton, uh, Luton could maybe look for a chart, but I can't guarantee that. And so, Aaron if Jones, I, sorry, Aaron Jones is, is active. active. Yeah, David Bakhtiari is, is out. Yes, rip. Okay. Anyway, the only one I can have confidence in is James Robinson. I think Chark could have a good game, but I don't have any confidence in that, and that's why mm-hmm. I'm not willing to go onto that island with you. 
All right. Well, I'm I'm playing Chark and Robinson, uh, but nobody else. So I don't. On Houston, there. you're playing yeah. Deshaun. You're playing Will Fuller. Or you're probably Cooks, playing Cooks. Cooks. Johnson. Yeah, that's, you're playing. That's that David man? Johnson, not Duke Johnson. Yeah, David Johnson. Um, are you playing Aikens or Fells? Nah, Fels, nah probably Fells or Aikens at this point. But if yeah, if I'm playing one of them, it's Fells. But I don't have confidence in either of them, and they've become so touchdown reliant right now. I just I don't have any fun um, there. Let's quickly touch on the Aaron Jones thing because. From a fantasy perspective, I know we said we talk about this game later, but I don't want it to be too late. Uh, you're not playing Aaron Jones tonight, right? In fantasy, if I I'm have not. another option, I'm not. But I think he's a breaking. I think he's a breaking case of emergency. In the thing. One, I think it's Dexter Williams still. I have if, one, if AJ Dillon or Jamal Williams were hurt or healthy, I would say he would not be playing tonight. I have one league where I roster Aaron Jones. One. I also roster CMC and Dalvin Cook. And I have a lot of deep receivers. I have like okay. Terry McLaurin. I have some depth. So, yes, I could take Aaron Jones out. But I also could leave Aaron Jones in. Who could have a good – he could have a good game. For all we know, Aaron Jones has been 100% for two weeks, and they're just like, let's just take it easy. Let's <laughs> just be a little cautious. Because Matt LaFleur is the king of you don't get to know what I don't want you to know. You will know what I tell you. That's fair, but he's not 100. Yeah, How close know. is he? He's 99, but I'm gonna not tell you that. I'm just gonna tell you he's not 100. Yeah, he's king poker face, and it bothers me. <laughs> so if you have a better option than Aaron Jones, absolutely play him. I talked to someone earlier who didn't have a better option. They had Aaron Jones, and then they had bye week players, and I'm like, well, then you have to play him. You don't have choice. Yeah. All right, moving on. Falcons-Broncos, I love this game. I actually can't wait to watch it uh, just because I think it's going to be a fun game. These two teams don't get to match up too often. Uh, Falcons-Broncos over under 50, Atlanta favored by four. Uh, I actually like the Broncos to sling it around a little bit in this game. Uh, I really like what I saw from Drew Locke. He got beaten down in that first half against the Chargers and then led this team on a 24-point fourth-quarter comeback to beat them last week. And um, I think that they take that high and they bring it into Atlanta. Uh, now it's West Coast traveling East Coast. I just mentioned that with C- uh, Seattle and Buffalo. I was like, you got to stay true to your word now. I think Atlanta wins this game. However, uh, I, I do think that Drew Locke is a viable fantasy option this week. Uh, borderline QB1, back-end QB1 discussion. Atlanta wins, overhits. Julio Jones has a big day. Todd Gurley scores another touchdown and continues to be just flip off everybody in the fantasy community that wrote him off this year for being a 26-year-old with arthritis. Don't worry, I'm right there with you, Todd. Right there with you, man. <laughs> if Calvin Ridley plays, you're playing him. If he doesn't, Russell Gage is a good consolation option, uh, especially because he'd be the wide receiver too, effectively there. Um, you're pl- I'm playing Hayden Hurst this week just because it's not a great matchup, but I just think that there's going to be a lot of points here. I think o- the over-under of 50 is a little low, especially in Atlanta mm-hmm. where the weather isn't going to be an issue. For Denver, I think Drew is a low-end QB1 in that 14-team league that I always mention. I think that you could probably get away with playing in there. You might not have a better option. He's reasonable. You're playing Philip Lindsay. You're playing Melvin Gordon. You're pl- I'm recommending two running backs. I don't do that. So Drew Locke is playing Atlanta, and Atlanta is the worst team against the quarterback position. That used to be Seattle. It's now Atlanta. So I'm um, taking Atlanta uh, to give up a lot of points in this game. So who is the beneficiary in that Broncos receiver core? receiving core? Is it Tim Patrick? Is it KJ Hamler? Is it Jerry Judy? No fan. Uh, th- these are the. Qu- I, I think it's going to be a lot of Melvin Gordon and uh, Philip Lindsay um, all around. So I like both of them this week. I don't necessarily like anybody outside of Judy and Patrick and Fant. I think that's about it. Um, yeah. I mean, we talked about this kind of last week on the recap, uh, or on Monday night, Tuesday morning, about on the recap of the only reason that uh, who who was it. Who was it? That's, uh, Deshaun Hamilton. The only reason he really saw a ton of extra work was because Tim Patrick was out. Right. And as, as long as Tim Patrick plays, he's going to be a, a fantasy viable player. Um, if he if he misses, we've clearly seen Hamilton is the other guy. I still love Jerry Judy. I had him as my wide receiver one entering the year for, among receivers. Um, Justin Jefferson is now kind of taking that role over for fantasy purposes just because he's getting so much volume that offense is passing. He and Cousins are clicking. And Drew Locke and Jerry Judy aren't quite there, but I think it's close. And I think that this is this perfect get right spot 
There's no, mm-hmm. there's no corner on Atlanta that scares you. There's no one that makes you have some pause like, oh, can Jerry beat that guy? No, Jerry can beat everybody off the line. There's not a, there's not a corner on this Atlanta roster that can really stick with him in that way. Lock peppered him with 10 targets last week. They just didn't quite connect. But So I like Jerry Judy. Tim Patrick, if he plays, you're playing him. If he doesn't, you're playing Deshaun Hamilton. That's pretty easy one-to-one for me. No offense, still locked into your lineups. Yeah. Um, and I can't play anybody else, though. I can't play any of those receivers. I, I'm playing Melvin Gordon and Philip Lindsay and Miss Big Mac for who slandered both Tyler and I on the Twitterverse in the last half hour. <laughs> Melvin Gordon's my is my choice. Um, I think that Melvin Gordon continues to get consistent volume versus Zach Moss gets touches here and there. Like he got he he was basically a dead split with. Um, Devin Singletary last week. It was just that Moss got the touchdowns. That was that's all it was. Everyone thinks, oh, look, Singletary was worse than Moss. No, Singletary had more yards on the same amount of carries. Just Moss got into the end zone twice. Right. I, th- I and think. And then the just Bell- to clarify, really quickly, sorry if you're listening to this podcast after the fact. Mm-hmm. Uh, the question was Melvin Gordon or Zach Moss this week. Yeah. Uh, so uh, Gage is going with Gordon. Uh, I don't think Moss is a bad play, but I, if you have the option between those two, uh, it's a good it's a good situation to be in this week. I'm talking I'm taking Melvin Gordon as well. I think the floor is better there. I don't know if uh, Buffalo is ready to hand the reins over to uh, to Zach Moss yet. All right, moving on. Uh, Chargers Raiders over under 51 and a half Chargers are favored by one. I'm taking the Chargers of that line because I think the Chargers are going to win this game. Uh, the Raiders are just far too inconsistent. They show up one week. Don't show up the next. I do like Derek Carr. I, I think I like Derek Carr in this game more than a lot of people do. Uh, I just don't know who the beneficiaries are. Is it Darren Waller? Uh, Darren Waller. Dar- Dar- you're starting Darren it? Waller, period. You're always starting Darren Waller. There's no, there's no doubts there. It, him Henry and Josh Ruggs. Jacobs. I got a question earlier. Uh, it was Jarek McKinnon or Henry Ruggs. And I told this person, McKinnon. McKinnon is your safe floor, but Henry Ruggs is a ceiling option. The Chargers have given up big plays. They gave up multiple 40-yard completions last week to the to the Broncos. And <laughs> I think you can make the argument that Derek Carr at this stage is a better quarterback than Drew Locke, right? Yeah. Yes, but I'm taking Drew Locke this week over Derek Carr. That's, That's fair, but I'm just I'm saying right yeah. now in their careers, Derek yes. Carr is the better option, and I think that Derek Carr could hit Henry Ruggs for a big play. You can't rely on that. No. But if you're if you're in a matchup where you're up against like you're you're just favored to lose by a lot, and you have Henry Ruggs on your roster, and you have Cole Beasley on your roster, maybe put Henry Ruggs in there over Cole Beasley and just say, yeah. you know what, if I win. And it's because Henry Ruggs went off. And if I get bit because Cole Beasley puts up 10 points on my bench and Henry Ruggs puts up two, that's um, – yeah. so be it. I agree. I, can, I couldn't agree more. And this is now the Desmond Kingless Los Angeles Chargers. That's one less good corner in that secondary. And I don't know if there's a corner in the secondary or a safety in the secondary that can run foot for foot with Henry Ruggs. I, no, I just, none of them. No, so none of he, them can. Especially with Derwin James still dealing – Derwin James is out. There's, right. there's no one that can hang with him. Uh, Chris Harris is underwhelmed compared to the standards we have for him. And Casey Hayward is still playing well, but he's he's not as fleet of foot as Ruggs, which very, very few people on this planet are. So from, from that standpoint, like Ruggs is a, is a ceiling option, but I'm not relying on him this week. For the Chargers, you're playing Justin Herbert. You're playing Justin Jackson, not Josh Kelly. You're playing Keenan Allen, probably putting Mike Williams in there. And putting Hunter Henry in there as well. There's a lot of fantasy viable pieces on this Chargers offense. We all were kind of down on it coming into the year, but Herbert's coming out and showing, hey, guys, I'm going to make sure that these pieces are fantasy relevant. And if they can just not blow a fourth quarter lead, they'd be no. they'd be near 500. Let's move on to this yeah. next game, though. This game is gross. There's not a lot to talk about. Dallas Cowboys versus the Pittsburgh wow. Steelers. Over under 41 and a half. Pittsburgh favored by 14. And you know what I'm doing with that big line, Tyler? I'm taking, I'm taking Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh to cover. 14. Yeah, they take Pittsburgh to cover. I don't think it's big enough. You know how last week the Chiefs were favored by 19 and a half over the Jets? Yeah. That's where this line should be. It's it, Yeah, I'm looking at 14. It's a big line. In the NFL, that does not happen. Lines of 10 points or more just don't happen. And we've had a lot this year. This is one of those lines that you look at, you're like, that's big, but – it could be bigger and I'd probably still take it. It could be upwards of 20 points, like you said, and I'd probably still take it because this is a, on paper, there is probably no way that the Cowboys should win this game. On paper, 
And if you watch the last couple games, we've talked about it now for the last few weeks. Ever since Dak Prescott went down, this team is just broken. Broken. There's no energy on the field. And now they get to face a Steelers team where that's what they do. They feed off of the high energy. I I, I just don't see a chance for the Cowboys in this game, unfortunately. I mean, they, they've they been pedestrian on offense. They haven't been able to do anything. I mean, I liked the Michael Gallup targets last week. That was nice. But that's okay fine he gets six catches for 40 yards i mean that's still only 10 ppr points which is not a lot in ppr but half ppr which i like to consider the new standard that's you know you're looking at seven points i think that's about what you're expecting from these cowboys wide receivers now so so this steelers defense has been the fifth worst team against slot receivers which is obviously where cd lamb primarily lines up and i'm still not playing him I yeah. think the the absolute only player this week I have any confidence, and I don't even have confidence, is Zeke. Mm. I don't have confidence in him. I'm just hoping he falls into the end zone. Yeah. The, the matchups are terrible across the board. We have no idea who the quarterback's going to be. If it's Cooper Rush, is that, that who you said? Could be or, Cooper Rush. It's undecided. Whoever it is, I don't care. I don't trust the receivers. I don't trust the tight ends, which sucks because I have Dalton Schultz all over the place. Can't play him. I can't. I can't. I don't have any faith anywhere. If I have a better option than Cooper, Gallup, or Lamb, I'm playing them this week. Yeah. I. I because this matchup is awful. I think that Dallas. If Dallas scores, I'll be stunned. I think that Dallas is not the worst team in football because they have so much talent. They just without Dak to make it all run, and with the offensive line so beat up, you just can't have any faith here. For so does does the fact that McCarthy has a thing against Pittsburgh mean anything to you no do you think he comes out in and nope. is more aggressive nope nope that, nope <laughs> okay. there's, there is nothing that this cowboys roster can do unless dak unless it comes out on sunday that dak is playing i i <laughs> I, I there's no way i just i can't i can't have confidence in a third possibly fourth string quarterback behind a backup off uh, the line of off or an offensive line full of backups other than zach martin who zach martin is still one of the best guards in football but he's he can't block five guys or three or four guys. He just can't. CJ Watt and Bud Dupree are gonna be licking their chops. I yeah. if it's Ben Denucci, sucks to be you, dude. They if said it's it Cooper won't Rush, be. Okay. Well, if it's Cooper Rush, yeah, sucks to be you, dude. It's gonna be a long afternoon. The the Steelers could realistically put up 10 sacks. Yeah, it's between Cooper Rush and somebody else. I can't remember okay. who it was, but they, they did say that Ben Denucci will not be starting. So that's all oh, we know. Yeah, yeah. So no, you're not starting <laughs> anybody. For the for Pittsburgh, real quick though, you're you're playing Ben, you're playing James Conner, you're playing. Hey, Juju. guess who didn't show up on the injury report? Deontay Johnson. Deontay Johnson did not so show up on the injury. So report. you're playing Deontay Johnson. Boom, done. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, probably took um, playing him all. But are you worried about this game getting out of hand and then the passing work going down? Maybe, but you're still playing James Conner. By the way, uh, Garrett Gilbert is the other quarterback name. I knew somebody with a G. I couldn't remember. It yeah. a G. and you know who I'm. You know what I'm doing with if it's Garrett Gilbert. Still not, not starting any of the receivers. <laughs> I don't care. All right, let's um, talk about this game. This game's more fun. Yeah. Cardinals Dolphins. This is this is a really interesting game because for both teams, it's a, the quarterback it's a game. was number one. Yeah, <laughs> for both teams, it's a game. I know that's where, I know that's where you're going. I, I know. So it's a game that they need to win uh, because it's a. We talk about barometer games. We we talked about barometer games a lot a lot in like what was it week four or five and trying to figure out who is yeah. who and who is a ho- who's a poser and who is not. Um, this is one of those games. If if either one of these teams want to contend in their respective divisions, they need to win this game. And so I, I will say this. If either, even if you lose this game, like let's say you're Arizona and you lose 30 to 30, 31, or you're Miami and you lose vice versa, mm-hmm. 30 to 28, 30 to 31. You, even if you lose, you're still, you're a contender. You're showing you're yeah. legit by winning this right. game. As long as it's not a fluky game. Like if it's flukily close, like it's just two teams that are inept. Right. That's a different story. But if it's two teams coming out playing good football, both sides of the ball, yeah. then that's these are good teams. I don't think that the Dolphins or the Cardinals are the best teams in their division, but I think that they are good football teams. They're playing sound mm-hmm. football. I think Brian, I honestly do you think who do you think's the better coach, real quick? I think Kingsbury and Flores? Yeah. Cause I think the argument can be made. I think there's an argument for both. Cr- I was going to say, for either one of them, I think either one of them could be the better coach. 
Uh, I do like the I do like the Cardinals in this game though. I I think that overall the roster is more experienced. Overall the coaching staff is more experienced. Uh, I just like them in this game. I know that it's East Coast uh, traveling West Coast, like I've been talking about now a couple times. So the Dolphins uh, are at a disadvantage here. Over under forty eight and a half. I'm probably taking the over. I think I'm taking Arizona win by four and a half. But I I don't. I wouldn't be surprised if the Dolphins covered because I think this could be a really good game. I have Tua as a start of the week simply because I think the Dolphins are going to have to put up points. Uh, and uh, there's going to be somebody playing running back for the Dolphins. It'll probably be Matt Breida or Jordan Howard, or it could be Patrick Laird. I don't know. It could be one of the three. Uh, so <laughs> probably won't be Matt Breida because I think he's injured. But um, if I remember correctly, Byron Murphy is out for this game, right? Oh, that's good to know. That's I believe know. I believe Byron Murphy's on the COVID list. I I can't find him. There he is. Okay. Byron Murphy's on COVID. This is on the COVID list. Devon Kennard, linebacker, also on the COVID list. Mm. So the starting corners are going to be Drake Kirkpatrick, Patrick Peterson, and then I believe, and then either one of Devonte Bosby or Kevin Peterson would be your third. Hey, option. Bosby, Bosby's been better than I think people would think he would. He has been, but at the same I point, I, I just from the little bit I've seen uh, of of Bosby, he's been better than I ever thought somebody named Devontae Bosby would be. But he <laughs> – so he uh, – anyway, so that those are your top three corners. I think that there's going to be some passing production from this Dolphins offense, and I don't think they're going to be able to run the ball because Jordan Howard is not going to be able to make up significant significant margins of points like the Cardinals. I, I are think if you're up. starting a running back, it's – like if for fantasy, I think if you're starting one, is Matt Breida. I, just I don't think he's. I don't think he's healthy. That's why I'd say some. That's why I say Jordan Howard, unless uh, I, he came off the injury report today. But I don't think. I, he did. I I will have my producer pull up that information. All right, um, you look that up, and then who do you think? Add? Uh, Matt Breida. Yeah, he didn't practice yesterday or today. Yeah. Oh, that's not good. Uh, who do you think Patrick Peterson covers all game? I just think he stays on the side. You don't think he shadows Parker or Preston? So Williams? that's one thing Vance Joseph does a good job of. Vance, jo- Vance Joseph does a good job of keeping QBs on his toes on their toes. I mean, we saw with Russell Wilson two weeks ago, he got he he flustered Russell Wilson, and that doesn't happen very easily. So I wouldn't be surprised if he starts throwing the kitchen sink at Tua Tonga Vailoa, and we get a bad performance from Tua. But I I just I believe in Tua, and they have not really let him sling it yet. And yeah, so my, my I, QB one needs to be able to sling it. <laughs> so I think that they're going to let him sling it this week a little bit because they're going to have to. I think that they're going to get behind, and I don't think they're going to be able to keep up otherwise. So I think they're going to sling it a little bit, and uh, Tua ends up being a pretty pretty decent fantasy option this week. For Arizona, you know you're playing Kyler Murray. You know you're playing Chase Edmonds. You know you're playing uh, Christian Kirk, and you're playing DeAndre Hopkins. In deeper leagues, uh, you can play Larry. Don't mess with Andy Isabella, though. On nope. to our, second, our Sunday night game, right? Is this Sunday yes. night? Tampa Bay Buccaneers versus the New Orleans Saints over under a 51. Tampa Bay favored by four and a half. Easily the most anticipated game of the week for me. I think this is my second most anticipated game of the week, uh, not including Green Bay. Um, What's your first? Buffalo and Seattle. Oh, that's a good point. Yeah. Buffalo, Seattle, and then um, I think that the after this one would probably be Colts and Ravens because I want to see the Ravens bounce back after – a bad after a bad loss last week, and I want to see if the Colts can be legit. If the Colts can hang slash beat the Ravens, that's a big deal. But about this game here, for Tampa, just from a fantasy perspective, real quick, you're playing Tom Brady, you're playing Mike Evans. Which running back are you playing? Ronald Jones. Okay, that's it's weird that you're playing the second best running back in that backfield. But anyway, <sighs> stop it. You're playing Gronk uh, on New Orleans. You're playing Drew Brees. You're playing uh, AK41 Alvin Kamara. Are you pl- if Michael Thomas well, plays, hello. you're playing him. Alex, welcome. Welcome, <laughs> hey guys. How, How are you, doing, buddy? Happy game day. I'm Happy good, game man. Day. I'm, uh, enjoying a Bud Light Lime before we get really into it. Wait, are we sponsored? Um, but, uh, we get sponsored now? Let's go. <laughs> yeah, I wish they were paying us. That would that would make this a lot cheaper. Okay, but, uh, then hide the brand. I don't give them free advertising. Uh, hide the label, man. Come on. <laughs> Got All you. Right, How's anyway, everybody? Sorry to interrupt. Yeah, keep no, going. You're, no, you're good. We're talking. Uh, we're talking Tampa and New Orleans here. Uh, we're kind of looking at the the receivers for New Orleans and if any of them are fantasy viable. I think Sanders is back this week, right? So, are we playing yeah. Emmanuel Sanders this week? Not if Michael Thomas is back as well. Okay. Well, I don't know if Michael Thomas is back. You Michael almost missed <laughs> it, right? If, well if Sanders, yeah. if Thomas is out, then then yeah, you have yes. to play Sanders. 
Thomas I, is a lock. I don't think we're ever going to get a good idea about Michael Thomas until he's actually designated to play because there's been several weeks now where he could have played. And then at the last minute, they're like, yeah, no, you're not playing this week per for whatever reason. Injury. Report, Michael Thomas is, was a limited participant in practice Wednesday and Thursday. So yeah, we're not going to find out about this game until Sunday at 1130 AM. <laughs> of course. So tune into the live stream on Sunday morning. So, yeah. <laughs> but um, no, I, Alex, I, go, yeah. Go, 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 go ahead, Tyler. Go, go ahead. <laughs> that's okay. It's just, you know, when Alex I'll, come in, I was going to take, take I'll over the show, but that's fine. <laughs> yeah, no, Tyler, go ahead. You 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 have some good stuff to talk about. I get, I dominate the conversation a lot. What are we doing with Tampa Tom? Playing him. You're playing him. But are you at all worried about the Saints front getting after the Bucks offensive line? Because no. while I think the Bucks offensive line is overperformed, I do think that the Saints front could eat them alive. No, I think that you're still playing Tom. You're in, so too, but. and remember, this is my and my rule is in single quarterback deep league like. Deep leagues with one quarterback, I'm talking about that. I'm not talking about Superflex. Superflex, you're obviously playing him. Single quarterback, I'm playing Tom Brady this week. He is a top 10 option for me. I think that the Saints passing defense has majorly regressed. They can stop the run, which is great, but they cannot stop the pass to save their lives, despite despite having Marshawn Lattimore, who I think is a great matchup for Mike Evans. And that is, in this game, that's my most anticipated matchup because those two guys hate each other, and it cracks me up. I, I love watching a corner and a, and a wide receiver just go at each other all day, and that's what's going to happen long as in this we, game. As long as we get a good old Javon Wims chain snap <laughs> snatch, I'll be I'll be pumped. <laughs> oh, that'll be so. He, no, he didn't grab his chain. Did you not read what this story was about? It was about mouthpieces. He was grabbing so, mouthpieces. So Chauncey Gardner Johnson ripped Wims's mouth guard off of his face mask, like for on one play, and then that and then what happened was. Wims got off the taken off the field, and then there was the sure. holding penalty, the sack, and then a punt. So then, for eleven real world minutes, not game minutes, real world minutes, he just sat on the sideline <laughs> and stewed. And then when he finally got back into the game, first play, he goes and finds CJ. He was being guarded by Janoris Jenkins on this play. He goes and yeah, finds yeah. Gardner Johnson, and then he goes, he reaches around like because everyone thought he would like tapped him on the chest to get his attention. No, he reached for his fa- his mouthpiece and missed. And that's when Gardner turns and is like, "What the hell is going on?" He does get the he, and then he swings. He gets the 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 um the mouthpiece and is holding that throughout the entire fight. Throughout the fight, he holds on to it. So that's what I this was about. See, see, so I was totally wrong here. I no, thought he yeah, ripped right. off his neck. You and all of Twitter were wrong. Everyone's like, "Oh, he got his chain." No, he went for a mouthpiece because. <laughs> Because what happened was CJ grabbed his mouthpiece and threw Wims's mouthpiece on the ground. You can see it. There's flag. There's views of it, like on screen. David Montgomery almost steps on it. Uh, he also said that CJ spit on his face. There's no proof of that. It was just said. So that's what see, happened. This was all over a mouth guard. This wasn't over chains. This wasn't over anything said. This was over a mouth guard. See, I heard that. Uh, Wims was defending Anthony Miller, who had gotten which poked that's in the also eye. true. C- CJ did poke Anthony Miller in the eye. Okay, that All is right. also fact, but I don't know if he necessarily <laughs> knew that. He was this mad about his mouth guard. So yeah, this so Chauncey Gardner Johnson is all chirp team lives in everyone's head <laughs> rent free. Um, that's fine. That's perfectly could, fine. Could you imagine like if your corners were CJ Gardner Johnson and Jalen Ramsey? <laughs> that would be awesome. <laughs> I would hate to be a receiver on the other it's team. It's the all-smack team. Because I'm right. getting all smack team indeed, yeah. Let's right, go we gotta ahead we got to move here. on here. Yeah, the final gross game of the week. <laughs> New York Jets, New England Patriots. All right, and we're done. Cam Newton. You're playing Cam Newton this They're week. They're only seven-point favorites. <laughs> Have you yeah. seen the Patriots this year? Well, I know the they're Jets not good. Hang with the Bills. The Jets did hang with the Bills. Let's That's, be fair. The Jets so hung with fair. the Bills because the Bills couldn't convert touchdowns. They were smoked in yardage. The Jets are bad. I've said all year there is no line that I will take the Jets on. I'm not taking the Jets here. I'm taking the the Patriots to cover. I'm taking the under. These two teams are trash. Um, I I don't like them. I'm playing Cam Newton. Yes, I'm playing Damian Harris. I do like Damian Harris this week. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that they can get a lead and sit on it and just he runs 25 times for 100 yards and maybe falls into the end zone. Figure across there. Um, I'm hoping I feel Harry play. plays just go just like so and watch him play against a bad corner. <laughs> Doesn't matter. His quarterback can't hit him. I was I like, know. "That's that's the problem. You want Inkeel Harry to be a thing so bad, 
he he's not. Too, he's dude. not. I've got him on my bench in like three leagues, and he's just not a thing. You're right. Someone in one of my dynasty leagues today goes, "Hey, I'll give you a second, or you give me a second, and I'll give you and kill Harry." And I'm like, "No, no, I the, in this same league, I have for a second for a second. I give up a second for and kill Harry in this same I'm league. That. I'm 13 and three. I have Tyree Kill, Devontae Adams, Will Fuller, and Robbie Anderson. I'm doing it. What? You don't need them." No, I don't need him. <laughs> I don't care. He's, I'm doing it. <laughs> he's never getting in my lineups. There's no right. point. I also have Jarvis Landry, Robert Woods. There's I have zero incentive to acquire that receiver who has yet to show me anything in two seasons. Oh, he don't have know. a quarterback this year. He had Tom Brady for 16 games. I understand he was injured. He had Tom Brady all last year. Never did th- anything. He had one game. And all he did in that one game was he hurdled like one guy and it was like, oh my God, he hurdled the guy. He didn't do anything. Shut up. He hasn't done anything. <laughs> to, to, you played, you know, like rookies this year, Devin Duvernay, I haven't seen it yet, but I, I'm holding out because he hasn't, he, I have, he has time. Inkeel Harry has played, now he's been in the NFL for a season and a half. He's played about 16 games, I think. So no, I'm not going after Inkeel Harry. I'm not playing him in this game. If Jameson Crowder's active, I'll play him. I'm not playing either one of the running backs. Whatever. This game's right. gross and dumb. Rant, rant over? Is your rant over? Yeah. Okay. Is it ever cool. over with great Gage Bridgeford? Is, is the rant ever over? The again? rant never ends. That is that is fair. Anybody uh, that knows me will tell you that that is a true fact. All right. So just to add on to that real quick, Cam Newton is, I think, is a must play this week. He's a QB1, top 10 option. And then um, probably Damien Harris, and that's it. On the Patriots side, and the other side of the ball, it's Jamison Crowder if he plays, and uh, yeah, that's, that's that's a big that's if. It. And then at the running back spot, I mean, maybe you're playing the Michael P. Ryan if you absolutely have to. Maybe you're playing Frank Gore if you absolutely have to, but I'm I'd rather not. So if you have to play out. one of them, who is it? P. Ryan. Yeah, you're not going with the 37 year old. <laughs> I hope. I, I don't know. You say just, that, but I'm pretty sure Frank Gore still is the leader in carries. Yeah. Yeah. the last couple he of weeks. So he is, but he's also I don't I, I don't understand how he is older than Aaron Rodgers as a running back and still getting. I, I want to say meaningful, okay. but there's an asterisk You're, there, right? Because okay. it's the New York Jets, but he's getting I'm, meaningful snaps. Do you want the, Do you want the answer? Because it's actually a really simple one. Plays. Who's the head? <laughs> Adam Gase is the worst head coach in football. It's not hard. No. That's why. See, so I was that very much, he's... I was very much in disagreement with that until last week. You know, I thought it was Mike Zimmer, but then he beat the Packers. So Adam Gase is far and away the worst coach in football. Matt Patricia is a close second. It's who gets fired first. Matt Patricia. Do you know why? Because they the Jets are. They won't fire Adam Gase because the Jets know, huh? This is the best way to get the first overall pick. Let this guy keep calling <laughs> the shots. He's trash. Adam Gase is might be the most inept coach in a single season that we've seen in the past decade. He can't figure out how to get along with any of his good players. No one wants to play for him. Jamal Adams is the best guy player you've had in the last decade, and he couldn't wait to get out of New York. He couldn't wait to leave you. He was your best player, and he didn't even want to be there. So, no, I don't agree with – I. so I, I think Adam Gase is the best – or the worst coach. I think that Patricia the Patricia inspired – no, he's the best bad coach. He is the best at getting you the first overall pick. So that is my, that is the end of my Adam Gase rant because I could go much longer on that topic. <laughs> All right. Uh, we did get a comment here. Oh, thanks, Aaron. So, yeah, remember yeah, when people right? wanted the Packers to hire Adam Gase? I, yeah. I, I, think, I think I immediately blocked those people. I immediately blocked them on Twitter. I was like, no, I'm not dealing with this today. <laughs> no, it was bad. Um yeah, no, I mean, th- there's nothing that you said that I don't agree with. So it's – the Jets are bad, and they're going to be bad until they get a good coach in there, and there's just nothing else. I, I actually think that uh, Joe Douglas, I think he's a good GM. Um, I just think the players are poorly managed. That's that's about it. So, yeah. But uh, with that, I mean, we have just a minute here. So we're going conti- to sign off as we have to get ready for the pre-snap. So I want to thank everybody for tuning in. Uh, this has been fun. Alex joined us. We'll be joining him on his show, uh, the pre-snap. So you're not done with yeah, us we'll yet. Yeah, we'll flip the script uh, we'll, quick. Yeah, we'll flip the script. Yeah. <laughs> but, Alex uh, gets to drive now, and he gets to tell us, and he gets to tell us what to do. It's going to be awesome. He's just going to tell us to shut up the whole time, so that's fine. Score. <laughs> Probably. Probably. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, no, so we'll be on the pre-snap. But uh, if you're listening to this in podcast form, please check out the live stream on Sunday mornings for all of your sit-start questions. But 
until then, really, uh, make sure you're checking out all the Game on Wisconsin pages. Check out the GoFundMe for the Jamal Williams swag bag. And uh, really, until next time, go Pack Go.